Good afternoon, everyone. This is Austin Smedley, the host of Beyond the Well. This is episode six we got here. I am in the studio with my good friend Christian Viegas. You guys heard him a little while ago. Had him call in from Camp Johnson in North Carolina. Very interesting discussion. Talked about military life, how spirituality plays a part in military life. And I figured it was just about a time that I got him in the studio with me so we can speak about this stuff face to face. And this episode is going to be a little different. It's going to be a little less structured. It's going to be a little bit more of a creative discussion with someone I know who is extremely creative and I know has a lot on his mind, especially when it comes to the topics of religion and spirituality. So how you doing, Christian? It's good to see you, bud. It is good to see you too, Austin. It's, uh, it's good to be back here in California. I got to say, uh, North Carolina is quite different. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I mean, yes, it definitely is different. I can imagine the weather and all that and just the setting that you've been in for the past, like, six months, other than the fact that you came back here in January. I mean, it was... Definitely, I could see just the way that you carried yourself that that boot camp really did something for you. And kind of like I referenced when we had you call in a couple episodes ago, you referenced that uh, military life and the structure that it gives you and just the it changes your outlook on the world and it also changes your outlook spiritually. So like what has being in boot camp or anything like that, has that actually changed how you view the world? Has it changed how you practice yourself, how you practice like anything spiritual? Has that changed you in any way? Like, what are you studying now? Just give me an idea where your head's at. Well, how I view the world is pretty much still the same, in all cases similar. Uh, I say what has changed would be how much more of an approach I take to it. For example, being in boot camp, many things are taken away from you, and some will fall, and some will uh, decline in personality and aesthetics due to that de- declination of uh, resources. Mm-hmm. So... I am grateful that I got the chance to go to boot camp and that I surpassed. Uh, it did change me. Uh, it did make me more aware. And and from that, I'm able to take for, uh, forward and become more serious, um, delve more into my studies of the left-hand path as I have been using my time wisely in Camp Johnson, North Carolina to study more about the left-hand path and study more about myself and to train physically and to see where I, I align myself with and where I differentiate within a lot of cases of life as well yeah, absolutely i mean i it's it's a pretty easy to see i mean again you kind of see this a lot it's a pretty common thing with military personnel like they go off to boot camp and you come back a changed person your body's a little more lean good for you by the way that's definitely something that i can imagine like just uh in any pivotal moment in anybody's life where you are in the middle of working working your ass off in the middle of putting the work in you're tired, whatever it is, and you continue, you grab onto the philosophies that you hold dear to your heart and you can actually use those to keep pushing forward. That's right. Like I know one of the authors and one of the philosophers that you and I admire quite a bit, Jack Donovan. I mean, he his book, um, well, he has several of them, but The Way of Men, uh, More Complete Beast, which is one that I actually just right. finished reading not too long ago. There's that uh, philosophy that he references Friedrich Nietzsche a lot, the philosophy of Matt, like um, noble and anti-noble virtue, the way that Nietzsche spelled it out. So noble virtues are ones that are the, the virtues of kings, of aristocrats, of conquerors, of great leaders in history, or who would at least be conceived as great through the glasses of history. But basically, this is the way that they lived, not beholding themselves to the morality of anybody else and living the way that they really, really wanted to. And that kind of falls in line with Stoicism and a lot of their stuff I've been studying recently. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, How do you view Stoicism? Jack Donovan, has that helped you at all? Like Anything like that? Well, I think <clears throat> in the general sense is when you try to base the way you live off of how others think too much, it is very destructive. And so, I, like this banner I bought in North Carolina, it says, wolves don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. And as well as it may seem corny, there is a lot of weight to that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
I may hold and I do hold the opinions of my superiors very strongly. And because of that, it has made me a better person. However, I am not a kiss ass. I do still hold the intent of fighting back with the intent of showing that I am worthy. And that's the thing that's wrong with today's society is that a lot of times it's wrong to like it's 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 wrong to try and prove something like it's a bad word you got to prove something you know and maybe in some cases it is you know and that's the problem you got to know what you're proving yourself for and to and if they're worth if they're worth proving to and that's that's the thing that's what differentiates us from most people that's the difference in modern day society is that those things have been pretty much blacklisted and in turn our society is kind of declining i believe uh morally Mm -hmm. that makes any sense at all you see these, these aesthetics aren't just they don't just evolve around us it's how we carry ourselves and how we talk to people and how we live our lives mm-hmm. and if we're not being if we're not holding each other accountable you know especially the ones that we love um it be, life becomes more crooked when you don't have any line or you don't have anybody holding you accountable you'll start to see the difference accountability is kind of mm-hmm. what i what i bring it down to because i know having been best friends with you and done all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff with you, we've gone all over the, <laughs> all, all over the state, place. all over all these different cities had all these different experiences. But the growth that I've seen from you and the growth that you've seen from me over the past, give or take five years, I've known you for way longer, but just that we've actually remained focused and taken our studies seriously and That's analyzed right. the philosophies, not only the ones that we were born and raised in, but the ones that we naturally grew to rebel against And we were able to compare and contrast the two. And we ultimately grew and became better men. And I think that's that kind of tie it back to Jack Donovan and his philosophy of the noble and anti-noble virtues. Being someone who is able to be held accountable to others is very important. Because I think you were referencing society's moral decline. That can be be viewed subjectively. And I would agree with you in certain ways. But ultimately, I think it comes down to being accountable. Because regardless of what moral path you follow, I, I mean, I really couldn't care less to be honest with you right do what thou wilt really but take responsibility for that exactly. and you don't just take responsibility by holding yourself accountable because while it's doable it's not the ideal way to live your life a lot of people like to go off on this lone path and act like they're this lone ranger and don't want to be held accountable by anyone but at the end of the day that's a weakness and it can be destructive as well it's extremely destructive because it's it's a weakness of the mind i think it's like because you consider yourself strong Okay, you lift weights, you run, whatever, you fight, who cares? You're still weak mentally because you have not gotten past the barrier that you set in your own head that I am not to be held accountable for anyone. That Lone Ranger thought process, cool. You want to walk around like you're a lone wolf, have fun being miserable, dude. Yeah, for a time, it is necessary. It honestly is necessary. I mean, me and you, um, we took a, even though um, we were driven away from Christianity, and what we essentially did is that we picked apart everything that we study, and we came back essentially to the same spot that we we're in the beginning of high school, mm-hmm. but it's more clear. Yeah. And with our own perspectives in it as well. So that being said, what I mean by that is the morals that we held are similar to Christianity, but they're stronger. They're more crisp. They're more um, in tune with the way we think. Mm-hmm. And some may call it extremist and some may not. Um, at the end of the day, we don't care, though. Mm-hmm. It's not we're not trying to please anybody else, but our tribe and who we associate with and how we live. And just mm-hmm. like I said in the last episode or episode Four. I believe it was four. Mm-hmm. Um, how conscious are you of how you live? And for me, it's the way I speak. Like I said again, uh, the way I live, the way I wake up in the morning, the way I shave, what I do when I do these things, I'm conscious of. And if I feel like I'm not being true to myself and how I live, if you're not enjoying it, 
then why are you doing it? It's time for a change. Yeah. It's time for you to get down and dirty and start to pick yourself, pick yourself apart and delve into yourself. Get lost. You know, it's okay to become the lone ranger sometimes. Mm-hmm. You need to find yourself. You need to get lost. And I don't mean just physically. I mean mentally as well. You need to go off in the distance and just explore yourself, pick apart yourself, and be, be dirty with it. Yeah. Be nasty with it. Pick yourself apart as bloody as you can and come back stronger than ever. Absolutely. And you will come back stronger than ever if you believe that you will because you will have that motivation and determination. Be beastly. And right. yes, be a, a more complete beast like Jack Donovan was kind of focusing on is the ability to live your life in a way that is pleasing to you. That's right. Because a, a lot of people, it's kind of a misconception, and I really wish I remembered who quoted it, but there was, it was a philosopher who um, l- basically he was one of the forefront thinkers of pessimism, the philosophy right. of pessimism, just being a natural pessimist. And I'm an extreme pessimist. I see the worst in just about anything without having to try. I have to try and put a, an active effort into not thinking of the world around me as being just a cesspool of hell and shit and the worst imaginable things. Of course. I had to make an active effort to make sure that I did not view the world that way. But one of this philosopher's main lines of thought was uh, a lot of people live their lives with the misconception that they are alive and they exist simply to be happy. And that could not be further from the truth. And I think you would agree with that as well. Just And, and I kind of, we all find ourselves in that trap. I mean, we right. all are fallible as people. and We all have our own strengths and weaknesses. However, some people like to live, you know, ignorance is bliss. They like to live with blinders on it. They're blocking out the rest of the world. And they really... And they're afraid to question things too. And that is very, in my, especially in my opinion, and not even an opinion at this point, I strongly believe that it is destructive to just not question anything. You know, the natural scientists, me and you, I... I know this for a fact. Me and you have always been natural scientists. We've always mm-hmm. questioned everything. And because we've always questioned everything, and people say, oh, it's not a good thing to question everything. It made us who we are today. Absolutely. We picked apart and we made our own reality. And in turn, it favored us. It got us to where we are now. You- it made me stronger. And because I challenged myself, and because I believe I become stronger, I could become stronger, and I did. It's and it's still fruitful. Mm-hmm. And I'm still progressing. Absolutely. But I'm not going to keep progressing if I don't have that mindset. Yes. And it comes down to the kind of the tie back around the, the whole pessimism thing. If you are dedicating your life to something and you are working with everything you have to really get to where you want to go, if you don't enjoy the process, what's the point? You know, mm-hmm. I have dealt with that on a personal level, especially recently, just struggling to find meaning and building relationships with the people around you. There's such basic concepts at first, mm-hmm. but right. it takes a lot of work for people who are natural born pessimists who tend to retract in social situations. People who are introverted tend to have, like myself, tend to have issues really grabbing hold of these very basic human concepts like oh yeah you should have relationships with people duh but at the same time it's it's not as easy as it seems and one of the philosophies because like this is just the way that i view the world is uh that's really been bringing light to my life a little bit and having me enjoy the process with not only this like putting on like beyond the well this is a fantastic creative outlet for me and just me being able to bring on people that I admire, bring on people that I have learned a lot from, like yourself, and just have a discussion, just hash these things out because it's so important. And I feel as if when we're sitting in this room, mic across from each other, or even when I have someone call in, like I had you call in, like I've had someone like Johnny Crowder call in, I'm building bonds with people using these words. And those words, to me, are building the bridge that I need to cross to go from isolation to a productive, happy human being who's really enjoying the work that he's doing. It's so difficult to really get there, though, if you don't put in the effort. And that's why and I you say to, you have to get down and dirty. Don't be afraid get and dirty, to exactly. get down and dirty. Be nasty with picking yourself apart. And honestly, if you don't do that, I believe you're half-assing it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, 
don't be scared. This is my advice to those that want to go go through with that path. It's not easy, but it it's not easy, but it becomes simple if you just let go. And yeah, sometimes it may become a risk to where it may involve your life. It, you can get hurt, but like the saying goes, it's better to live one day as a lion than a thousand days as a sheep. Exactly. And that's where that comes down to. If and I, essentially as humans, we're not threatened when you're not challenged. You won't know who you are. As they say in the Marine Corps, you won't know the man you are until you face a lot of challenges and certain challenges as well. There's been positions where I've had to get certain people online or I've had to be corrected and even taking criticism and being a man and accepting that. That's part of what growing up is. You know, you can't just complain and say, well, I could have done this better and I could have done that better. No, just work at it. It happens. Everybody gets criticized and everybody is a critic. Well, what are you going to do that's different? What are you going to do to make a change? What are you going to do to set yourself apart from the crowd? And that's one of the aspects of masculinity that a lot of people, I think, kind of misconstrue is a lot of people sort of subconsciously because it's not really a conscious effort but Mm. a lot of people view themselves as being more masculine if they're head like hard-headed and they exercise that hard-headedness by not taking criticism by acting as if they're higher or above everybody else things like that this lone wolf mentality now i disagree with that it's absolutely important that you can learn to be a lone wolf because at the end of the day the only person you can count on a 24 hours 365 days of the year is you You need to be able to hold yourself up to that higher standard regardless. And that's one of the, I think that kind of in reference to your earlier statement about moral decline, I think that's one of the aspects that I think you and I have bonded on a lot is this idea of chasing a true or higher north. We want to go up. We don't want to go down. Setting goals, really. Reaching for the higher stars. Going after everything you have with, with everything you have. Like, what do you want throughout your life? Oh, well, I want to be a self published author. Okay, what are you doing to get there? People get stumped at that question. They do. You know, a lot of people have goals. Everyone has goals. But what are you doing to get there? What are you doing to separate yourself from the crowd and ensure that what you want will actually happen? Because nobody's going to do it for you. And you need to enjoy the process. Right. And in turn, like you said, everybody has goals. But a lot of times you will see that they're chasing goals that don't even really want. And that's what screws them up. You ask them that question. They say, well, I'm working... Or I'm not working to get it. I'm working at a dead-end job. And I don't fucking going anywhere. And then yet, they don't realize they're chasing a goal they don't want. And if they don't want it, it'll probably never happen. And they don't realize and it that until a critical... Happen. Exactly. It shouldn't happen. Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it kind of comes down to Jack Donovan's philosophy. But beyond that, stoicism, the whole Operation Werewolf, strong, right. uh, like strong limbs, pure hearts, and actions matching words. That last part, there's a reason why actions matching words is at the end there. Because... What you say, you need to follow up with. Your word is your bond. And as a man, you should follow through with your word. Now, granted, we're not perfect. We're not always probably not going to follow through with our bond. But the fact that you're able to show that person and that characteristics that you're able to at least pull something through with those words and you make something happen is a hell of a lot more than most people do. That makes any sense. You need to put the active effort in. And that doesn't necessarily mean setting up all this structured, regimented lifestyle. You need to wake up at this time and write this amount of words and... Because if you overstructure anything, if you overanalyze anything, it's going to get in the way. Yeah, it's it's going to you're going to run yourself into the ground. You're going to defeat yourself. It's going to be a rough path if you don't enjoy it. If there's right. definitely some freedom to be found in structure, you know, like the, why the caged bird sings. There are certain things you just don't need to think about or really care about if you have that structure. If you have that rigidity in your daily routine. But you always have to bring yourself back down, and that's why why I believe personally meditation is so important. And it doesn't have to be the typical sitting there um style meditation that we saw right. in cartoons as kids, but going on a walk, 
centering yourself. Meditation that's, slash rituals. Anything you could do. It could be yes. like I said before in episode four. It could be anything. How you do your face in the morning, how you go to bed, how you even eat. What you do throughout your daily life that you consider, what you do that makes you consider a ritual. That makes your day a ritual for you. You know, these are things you have to analyze in a way if you want to better yourself. That makes any sense. Just being conscious of the actions that you're partaking in and enjoying it. You know, and as humans, we're naturally artistic. You know, we have a such a, a thirst for a beauty in life, whether, you know, it's the reason why we're so sentimental in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, humans in general, you know, we like the way the mountain, the mist hits the mountains and it awes us. Love the way uh, a deer cares for its, its, it's, it's young. It's young. Yeah, the mist, the clouds curl over the top of the mountain. And I got to say, too, and being a man, too, you're, I, I want to go back to that topic about how um, many people think being a man is pretty much being hard-headed and being stubborn and taking on the the challenges without any help and et cetera. When my, that might as well be the case. At the same time, that's not what being a man is. Things are not always going to go your way. And being a man is accepting the things that won't go, that won't flow with you and working with that, working with the things that have fallen apart and making it even better because that's going to happen. And I have, I, I've been a victim of this too. I mean, everybody has, you know, um, I, I, my whole life, you know me, I've tried to make everything so structured and wake up at a certain morning, have my coffee and go to school, but it doesn't always work like that. Mm-hmm. I get late days. I come home from work late and I just want to wake up in the morning because I'm just running on an hour or on no sleep at all. Right. But I've learned that a true genius works with not a structure, but with how things flow naturally, you know, you can still make things work, even though they didn't go your way, uh, or even go as planned. That's, that's that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. You know, you even though things didn't go your way, you make more opportunity out of it, and that teaches us something. It teaches you how to be more expendable, and expendable isn't a bad word. It really isn't, and you're able to enjoy life like that more. You just go with what's given to you, and you make it better. You work with it, and it teaches you how to be more reliable in a lot of ways, you know, cause if something doesn't fall through or come through as you planned it, it could screw you up. If you don't have experience with things falling down and you have to accept that life is going to screw you over like that. And it's not even just necessarily screwing you over, but to kind of tie in, I want, I we've been talking about this bouncing it. I've been bouncing it off of your head just a little while, just to kind of get your thoughts on it. But stoicism, because it's a big, a big part of what we've been analyzing and it ties into exactly what you're saying is, living life not through i need to get this done today i need to do this i need to do that because the fact of the matter is a lot of that stuff is out of your control right you really don't have any you can of course influence whether it happens or not but you have to understand that ultimately this life ain't up to you no day is promised we could leave the studio and die on the way home stuff like this happens and it happens every second of every day of every week of every year that's just how life goes it's an unpredictable mess how you get through life and how you get through life being productive and enjoying it is by recognizing that you cannot change these things right live life in accordance with nature you have to understand that you have action have power over your actions you have power over how you react to things that happen to you right. and those two things alone really are the keys to living a life of peace because I can say personally as someone who is very I have a, a thousand different things going on in my head at any given time I'm living off of my own world all the time right. and in order for me to actually center myself and to get myself to focus I have to rely on philosophies like stoicism or I have to analyze them and really 
apply them to my life. And it's an active effort. It's an active effort when I'm driving home and someone cuts me off or whatever happens. It's just dumb things that happen throughout the day. Someone bumps into me in the hallway. It's an active effort for me to have to like sit there and really get into my thoughts and say, this isn't up to you. What happened wasn't up to you. However, how are you going to handle it? Is it worth getting mad and flipping out and increasing your heart rate and cutting life, like years off of your life after doing this for so long? Right. You got to tackle life on a day by day basis. You know, the man you were yesterday is not the man you need to be today. Or, and if you change the man you're going to be today, you're going to change the man you're going to be to to be tomorrow. If you didn't go to the gym yesterday, guess what? That has no bearing over where did you go to the gym today. Whether you were diagnosed with a disease, a life-threatening disease yesterday has no bearing over whether or not you can live your life the same way that caused that disease in the first place. You have choice and you have power. You really do. It's just a matter of how you apply that, when you apply that, what you apply that to. And that all boils down to that one basic concept that you need to let go. And enjoy it. Let go and, and enjoy the things that are worth enjoying. Be grateful for the things that you actually do have. Right. Because someone like myself, I all I want, all I strive for. I have we all have our goals. We all have the things that well, I hope I hope this gets this many views. I hope I get paid this day and this amount or whatever. I want this house, this car. But at the end of the day, we have to recognize that the material things that we are chasing after, they're not really gonna culminate in they're not gonna change our happiness. Mm-hmm. The security and being able to take care of our future families, that will. So center yourself a little bit. And focus on the things that do matter. Focus on the future family that I'm going to have. Hone How in I on your take craft. Care of them. Hone in on your craft. Hone in your craft. You, and that's like I said, it comes apart from it co- that comes from picking apart yourself and and delving into who you are. You won't know what your craft is if you don't do that. It's like dominoes. You're not going to get this if you don't do that. And your true colors will be revealed when you're in the middle of your craft. You're pursuing a dream, and all of a sudden something goes wrong. That's right. What are you going to do? Your true character comes out when you're really tested. And if you fall apart and can't handle it and cry and bitch and moan, you got to accept the fact that that's the way that your life is going to be forever unless you take an active effort to change it. Like one of the things that I know you've probably experienced this too. And one of the things too, it kind of comes back to accountability because this is all related to the concept of stoicism, you know, Jack Donovan, mask, all of this stuff. And it sort of happens when someone is lazy and someone wants to justify their laziness someone wants to justify their laziness and then you call them out on it you're like hey that's nonsense like you could have gotten up this morning you could have gone on that hike you could have gone fishing or whatever and made a career out of it and then they turn around and say it's not that easy of course it's not easy it's not meant to be easy Mm -hmm. that's not the that's not what should stop you from doing anything anything worth having is not easy to get and really that's kind of the divide those who are going to be successful those who actually want to live lives of peace and to live fulfilling lives, not stuck at a dead end job, not digging holes and digging ditches for a living. Unless that's what you want to do. Go ahead. Own the business instead. Don't destroy your body like that. But right. anyways, what really distinguishes people who will get what they want as opposed to those who will live unfulfilling lives and go straight into the grave. Basically they're working themselves to death. Right. Is that distinction there? Are you willing to put the work in? Are you willing to stop making excuses for why you are so miserable? Stop making excuses for why you are so unhappy. You have no excuses at this point. It's all up to you. If you want to put the work in, you want to put the effort in, you want to put the time in, you will get whatever it is that you want. But you have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to discipline yourself. You have to be willing to 
keep yourself sane by doing the things that keep your body in check, keep your body healthy, keep your mind healthy, so you can really focus all of your energy into this thing that you want. Would you agree with any of that? <laughs> you know I would. Of course. I know you know that. I would. Yeah. It's not. It wouldn't be hard to tell whether or not you would be. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are. And if you're afraid of your weaknesses, well, then you're already failing. You got you to work with it or you got to fight it. You Either have to way. be willing to accept failure. Exactly. You have to be willing to accept failure because failure is just a natural byproduct of chasing anything, anything worth having. And you have to be okay with the fact that's going to happen. Like, it's a pretty basic thing, too, but like Conor McGregor said multiple times, he's like, I either win or I learn. And that's how you have to view it. Right. Loss is a part of life. I'm throw another MMA fighter in there, Dominic Cruz, after he lost his oh, belt yeah. after having been undefeated for 10 years, faced multiple leg injuries, has been out of commission for years, lost years of his prime, came back, became a champion, lost the belt, and said, a press conference, one of the reporters asked him, so, like, how are you feeling about the loss? That was a pretty tough loss. And Dominic Cruz was like, what was tough about it? Loss is a part of life. You don't lose, you don't You don't lose, you don't grow. I remember that. That's beautiful. Not to mention, we, we waited in line for about an hour or two times just to get his autograph twice. <laughs> that was a good time. That was a good I had a lot Escondido, of, I had, man. I had a, oh, yeah, I know, Escondido. That was a fun drive. You remember that day, too? Of course in class, I remember that day. In class, you're like, oh, oh shit, I can't, uh, Dominic Cruz is having a convention in Escondido. Oh, you want to go? What, right now? I'm like, yeah, why not? Get the gas money. <laughs> Let's do it. And we just went. We got stuck in traffic for two Up and left like that. And I, the reason why I brought that up, I have to say, the reason why I brought that up, that's what makes life, not to be a fruitcake or anything, but that's what, make li- that's what makes life so sweet. Just doing random things like that and enjoying life. I'm, You know me, I'm not one to really plan stuff like that. I'll just go, go up and go. Even if you said that the, the damn convention was in Oregon, Washington, <laughs> you know my happy ass would have driven there. Of course. And we would have probably ran out of gas, and I would have said, oh, well, the adventure was pretty cool. We'll see where we go from here. Mm-hmm. Either we die or we don't. It'll be a story to tell. Yeah. And that's what I love, and that's the way I live my life. I want to have stories to tell. And before, I would say the stories would be cool, but let's be more structured, and I got to be more smart in how I handle things. But in those experiences, if I would have known, I would have gotten a lot more smarter um, and those experiences became more handy I would have said screw it in the first place and I would have been a lot more improved than I am now which I will be eventually so yeah. Absolutely. it's all about that constant effort that constant striving to reach that true north whether or not you really get because we're always going to be constantly setting new goals and all that the, really the striving will never end but the man that you'll be once you get to where you want to go, even if you continue to set more goals, you're continually betting yourself, bettering yourself, and that's that's the end game for me. You got any, as we close this out, it was definitely like just getting the chance to rant about stoicism and just talk about things like that that's because right. it is really a philosophy that's been bringing new life into me mm-hmm. because it's, it's one of those things where if I get anxious about something I can't control and just recognizing that I can't control a lot of the things that happen and being able to calm yourself down, center yourself and realize that sometimes letting go is the best thing you can do for yourself. That's right. And I want to say this on a note. Don't be afraid to unlock the beast. Humans are naturally ritualistic creatures. We're naturally carnal. It doesn't mean you have to be a killer. That's not what I mean. What I mean by that is I do the things that you want mm-hmm. and make beauty and an empire out of it and appreciate your carnality appreciate your anger and use that anger and happiness and frustration to build your empire or whatever it is that you want to build and for me it's a tribe it's a family i've always wanted and i had what i have now 
It took me seven damn years to build. But it was worth every second. And I can say the same thing about it. Every damn second. I appreciate you, Christian, from coming on here. Appreciate it. This has been episode six of Beyond the Well. Appreciate it, bud. This was a good talk. We'll have definitely we'll definitely have you back in here and we'll structure a little bit more and we'll we oh, have yeah. a lot of stories to tell, let me tell you. A lot. There's more to come.